So what we're talking about is raising up this generation. And for me, this is a great passion I have. And in fact, this is what got me into ministry is um, being able to teach our youth and our kids and helping them grow closer in the relationship with Christ. And I'm thrilled that uh, Pastor Bill allowed me to speak on this uh, because, I, as I said, it's near to dear to my heart. And we're, we are going to be in the book of Deuteronomy today, uh, chapter 6, verse 5 through 9. So if you'd like to turn there now, please do so. And in front of you, um, in the seat below, there's some Bibles if you need a Bible. And the book of Deuteronomy is one of my favorite books in the Old Testament. Now, there is a lot of violence, a lot of war. There's a lot of laws that we see in there. But to me, I love the book because there's a theme in there. And that theme actually goes with our passage today, and that is that there's one God, one creator, and we are to serve him with all our heart, all our soul, all our strength, everything that we have, all our being, we are to serve him and love him. And that's what the book of Deuteronomy is the, one of the dominant theme in there. Uh, the book of Deuteronomy was written um, by Moses. We see that in chapter 1, verse 1. Uh, we see that he wrote the book. And as I said, it's one of my personal favorites. And today, we're talking about raising up this generation. And all I could think about when I was uh, preparing for today is when I first became a dad. And I remember, um, I remember Morgan, she called me about eight times. I was visiting family here in Michigan. She was so excited. And in fact, she gave me a text and had a picture of the pregnancy test. She, was, she couldn't wait. And I became really, really excited. But then... Shortly after that, and later on, you know, as it got closer, I got nervous. I started worrying about finances, started worrying about, oh my goodness, we are going to be taking care of this living thing, this baby that won't be able to do anything by itself. It depends on us. And it got me scared. And we even joked about it, like, we can't even keep a plant alive. <laughs> like, it was so bad. Like, you give us a plant, it would die I, right when I touched it. And, I, you know, that's a little weird. Not that bad, but. Well, we had hope, right? We had our dog, Oreo. He was two years old, and he's still alive now. So apparently we are good at raising kids and dogs and pets, just not plants. So, um, but in all seriousness, I said this before. When I held McKenna for the first time, Josh and Ben, there's no greater feeling than just holding your baby for the first time. And what joy that brings. And I remember every time just looking at, I want to give them the world. I want to give them everything. But you see... I can give them everything this world has to offer, but if I don't give them Christ, if I don't give them a foundation on Christ, I have given them nothing. We need to give this generation a foundation on Christ because, you see, if we don't give them a foundation on Christ, if we don't tell them who Christ is, I guarantee you I know someone else that will tell them something different. And he's wanting to do that, but we can't let him do that. We need to tell this generation who Christ is, what he can do for them. He's their strength when they're weak. When they're broken, he heals you, he fixes you. When you feel that you're not loved, he loves you. We need to tell this generation because a lot of people tell them something different. And that's how we're losing our youth. That's how we lose our kids. We need to have a foundation on Christ. And that's what we're talking about today, is to have that foundation on Christ. And I want to tell you two stories real fast, and that is, I want to, me and Morgan, we want to read the Bible with our kids. We want to pray with them, and we do that. And we were at Big Boys. I love Big Boys. Um, and um, they do this little car show every week. 
and we were walking around the car, uh, the, you know, looking at the cars, and McKenna, you know, just like, hey, Dad, let's skip, and here I am skipping, you know, Ben's, like, not skipping, he's getting dragged, and he's having a time of his life, and out of nowhere, McKenna just started singing, and Ben followed suit, and she said, I'll raise a hallelujah, I'll raise a hallelujah, and I'll stop singing, because I want you guys to stay for the rest of the service, so uh, <laughs> I promise I'll try not to do that anymore, um, but it melted my heart when I heard that. That here my, my kids just sing praise to the Lord. And it was just an amazing feeling to, to hear that. And, and, and they'll recite verses and, and then they'll read the Bible with me. And, and it's just amazing to see that. But now I'm not going to stand up here and say that I'm perfect and they do everything good. Because there's some things that they do because of me. We were at Target probably about a month ago. And this older gentleman was having a hard time with the credit card machine. Couldn't get the car. Kept falling, flopping. And out of nowhere, and I mean this was clear as day, Ben says, hurry up, you're wasting my time. I'm like, are you kidding me? I wouldn't even say that. And then luckily, the older gentleman was really nice and played along, and I'm like, oh my goodness. And please don't come to my house when a Lions game's on, or Michigan, because he might yell at the TV, um, because someone else might. Um, but you see, our theme today is in order for us to raise up this generation in Christ, we must be a reflection of Christ. I'll say that again. In order for us to raise up this generation in Christ, we must be a reflection of Christ. If they don't see it, they're not going to do it. If they don't hear it, they're not going to know what to do. It's the same thing we're going to talk about today about if we don't read the Bible, if we don't know the scripture how do we know how to live it out if we don't know what is expected of it or what God wants us to do? If we don't know his purpose for us, how can we live that out? But we're going to read that today. And let's start, if you want to turn to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5 through 9, we'll read that. Just four verses. And it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them down on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, right now I just want to pray for this generation, Lord, that you would just have your hand on them. And Lord, I pray that you would just speak through me today, Lord, that what you have placed on my heart, that you would just pour it out, Lord, that it wouldn't be me, Lord, that it'd be all you right now. And Lord, I ask that any distractions that would be in here right now, that you would just close those off, that our focus would be on you and you alone right now and what you have to say and on your word, Lord. And we pray this in your wonderful and awesome name. Amen. All right. So I'm just going to get right at it. We're going to go to point number one. We must be unleashed for Christ. I'll say that again. We must be unleashed for Christ. When you, we look at the word up, unleash, it means to set loose, to pursue, or to run at will. I don't know about you, but when I let my dog off his collar or his leash, he goes crazy. And he just wants to run everywhere. You see, we need to be unleashed for Christ. We need to be serving him in with all our heart, all our soul, everything that we have, all our being. 
Because you see, when we do that, not only are we going to get stronger in our faith and closer to the Lord, but you see, we're being that reflection to this generation, the reflection of Christ. I've been teaching our, youth, our boys in our youth group what it means to be unleashed for Christ. And we have to build up a character, right? And that character it has to resemble Christ. And, and when we read the Bible, we see throughout stories where we see that in place. Like Job, he lost everything, but he remained faithful. We look at the book of Proverbs, it talks about wisdom and seeking God for wisdom. You see, we don't want to lean on our own understanding, but his. And that's how we build up our character, by seeking him for that wisdom. And then look at Jesus and his character and how he wanted to serve others, and he did. How he loved others. I mean, he washed the feet of people. Think about it. Now, back in that time, could you imagine the, how their feet were? I know this might be a little gross, but they, they probably would have been a little bad. They walked around all the time. They could have been really dirty. But he, wa he washed it. He wanted to serve. We need to have that, that heart, that love for Christ, where we, we are willing to just give everything for him. Because I can tell you this, when we don't, that's when we're going to struggle. See, we're still going to go through sufferings. Paul even says that in Philippians. He said, as, a Christ, as Christians, we will suffer. But I can tell you this right now. If I'm going to suffer, I want to suffer with my Lord and Savior, who's right there by my side helping me every single way through the way. Don't you agree? There's no one other, other than I want to want on my side. So we need to be unleashed for Christ. But you see, this isn't just a, a one-day thing, a two-day thing. It's an everyday thing that we have to do. Now, I was at Burger King, and I'm sorry, this thing is going into burgers and restaurants, but um, I was sitting down, uh, it was on my lunch break, and I came, well, when I came in, there was about 20 or 30 middle schoolers there, and they were having fun, they're, they're being really, you know, loud and just having a good time. Well, I'm enjoying my food, next thing I know, I look up, and I got a french fry thrown right in my face, and I was having a really good day that day, I don't know what it was, but it was a really good day, and the first thing I could think of well, I see these kids, and I never seen 20, 30 middle schoolers just dead silent. Like, it was like, like they knew something went wrong, right? And uh, so I said, if you're going to throw a fry, at least give me some ketchup. And then all of a sudden, you know that nervous laugh people do? They're like, <laughs> and then they started laughing. But this kid came up to me, and he said, why didn't you yell at us? I said, you know, to be honest, I've been there. I, you know, you're just having fun. And I could tell you already knew you did something wrong. But don't you agree that sometimes we need grace? Sometimes we don't need to be yelled at, but we just need love? And as we were talking, when he's leaving, and he was just so, yeah, thank you. But don't you agree? We need to show grace for this generation. We need to be that example. We need to reflect Christ in everything that we do. You know, when we're driving along, we might not think this generation sees and hear everything, but they do. They see what we do. We're driving. Maybe we were getting mad. I, like, I don't like to go slow. I like to go fast. Um, and sometimes that can cause issues. Uh, <laughs> after, did you know on Sundays that a lot of waiters and waitresses, they don't like to work on Sundays? It's a harsh reality for us because what it is, they don't, they don't get tipped as well. And they get treated poorly on Sunday afternoons. You see, we have young 
maybe college students or high school students that are working these restaurants, and what, what are we showing them? We're not showing them a reflection of Christ. Now, point two goes right with point one, and that is we must commit ourselves to the Lord every day. We must commit ourselves to the Lord every day. You see, it's not, as I said, it's not just one day. Because you see, you, you hear that, 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 that the quote, you know, it's easy like riding a bike. I can tell you this, when I didn't ride my bike for 10 years and I still tried to ride it, or, you know, it was horrible. I mean, I was all wobbly. It's still hard. See, if we don't do stuff, we lose it, right? If we don't commit ourselves and train every day, we don't get stronger in that. So we need to be stayed committed to the Lord every day. And in the verse 6, we see that he's saying, be committed to my commandments. Obey my commandments. Be committed to those. It's not, you know, one day you can obey and the next day do what you want. Now, we are fallen people. We, have, we, we sin, but luckily for the cross, we have grace. I uh, did this running challenge with my sister and her boyfriend, Jerison. And uh, basically, I didn't want to lose because I don't like to lose. And basically what it was, you had to run miles, and whoever had the most miles at the end of the, of the month won. So I thought it would be a good idea just to scare them. And, you know, I haven't ran for two and a half years at this point. And I'm like, I'm going to run 10 miles. Morgan said, don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm like, it's 10 miles. It's nothing. I came back, and I get in the front door. And I'm like, oh, man, you're right. I shouldn't have done that. You see, what I should have done is maybe run a half mile, you know, a mile, and work my way up. You see, a lot of times what we do as Christians is we just sprint. But you see, life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And we see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 24 through 27, where we're running for the prize. And that prize is eternal life. And what a prize that is. Don't you agree? What an amazing prize that is, eternal life. But you see, life it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. We need to stay committed every single day because I can tell you this. In order for us to raise up this generation, we have to be a reflection of Christ. And that's a hard thing to do all the time because life struggles or maybe it's hard for us to maybe set time aside for the Bible or, or, or prayer. One, one thing I would encourage you that I did is I really just scheduled out time for me because sometimes it was hard for me to get in some reading. So I scheduled time at the end of the day. On my way to work, I would pray while I was driving with my eyes open. <laughs> That's the key thing. <laughs> Unless you really want to trust God. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's important for us to do this, to be committed to the word, committed to praying. Parents, it is very important for us to do this because our kids see that. My dad was a deacon, and he would put a lot of work into what he had to do for church. When he had to uh, preach and come up here like I am right now, I saw him putting the work in and just loving the Lord. And for me to see that he's a man of God meant so much to me because he's all the struggles life threw, in, threw, threw at him. And my mom, my mom, she was a cadet leader. She taught the kids and uh, our cadets on Wednesday nights. And then every morning I would see her reading a devotional. 
You see, I am blessed to have two parents that love the Lord and show me how to do that. And I know for them, it wasn't easy. Life was hard. But they showed me that life is hard, but is a lot harder without Christ. And I am so thankful and blessed that I had that. So parents, I'm telling you that we need to do that. We need to show that commitment for our kids. To show them what it means to live for Christ every single day. And not just every single day, I'll say every single moment, every second, because we're not promised the next second. We're not. So we need to live for Christ with everything that we have. Point number three is we need to give this generation a firm foundation on Christ. We need to give this generation a firm foundation on Christ. In Matthew 7, uh, verses 24 through 29, it says that, they talk about building a house on sand. You see, if you build a house on sand, what's going to happen? It's going to fall. It's going to fall over. But see, if you build a house on solid rock, it's going to stand. You see, we need to teach this generation to build their foundation on Christ because on Christ, it's solid rock. It ain't going nowhere. It's not going nowhere because, as I said earlier, Christ is our strength. Without him, we are weak. We need him. So we need to share that with this generation, let them know that they need Christ. I was reading some stats on an article, and these really broke my heart. You see, it says that 70% of our high school graduates, once they, gra- when they leave the church, so once they graduate, they leave the church. And it says that 35% of them come back to the church, and those are the ones who have a foundation of church, or on Christ, and they, they have that little foundation of church. But you see, isn't that alarming, though? Because there's still 35% that we lose. We are losing our youth. There's 35%, and we are losing them. But see, then I read this article, and it kept going, and there was a 10-year-old who was bullied. He was bullied so much where he took his own life. 10 years old where he should be thinking about having the time of his life playing with his friends and whatever and being a kid, but he took his own life. And that broke my heart. Then I kept reading, and at 10 through 14-year-olds, the number of suicide from 2007 to 2017 skyrocketed. Now it's probably even worse. 10 through 14-year-olds, and they're taking their lives. Then we have, in Michigan, the second leading cause of death between 15-year-olds and 34-year-olds is suicide. We are losing our youth, not just to church, but we're losing their lives in general. That breaks my heart. We're losing our youth. We need to, as a church, to tell this generation in the community, in our own church, that love of Christ, to give them the foundation, the hope in Christ, the joy that you have in Christ, the greatest love you can ever experience in Christ. We need to share that with this generation because I don't know about you, I don't want to lose any more youth. I don't. I love this generation so much, allow that to happen. We need to reflect Christ. If we're not that reflection, and as I said earlier, if we don't tell them who's gonna, we as a church, us as Christians, we need to tell them We need to show them that we love them. 
We need to show them that Christ loves them. We need to show the joy that we have in Christ by not just saying it, but living it and showing it. And the last point is going to wrap this all up and, and bring it home, I hope. And that is, we must then continue to train ourselves so we then can train and raise up this generation. We have to be trained. We have to be equipped. Because if we aren't, how are we going to equip others? How are we then going to train this generation up if we're not? In Ephesians 6, 4, and in Proverbs 22, 6, I'm just going to paraphrase it, but it talks about how we need to train this generation so that when they're older, they don't forget. That when they're older, that they can train the next generation and the next generation, and it keeps going. But we have to be trained. Core value number five here at Rock is serving families and children. See, even if you don't have a kid, a son, daughter, niece, nephew, grandson, grand, it doesn't matter. You have an impact on this generation. We have amazing teachers here, amazing teachers, who love to teach our youth, our kids, and to help them grow. And we need to, as a church, and I think we do a good job at this, we need to come around our families and support them, to love them, to equip them with the knowledge where they can tell their kids and show it and grow as a family and grow closer to Christ. We need to do that. It is very, very important that we do that as a church. And not just stop there, but go into the community with the other families in the community, kids and youth, and do the same thing, equip, equip them with the knowledge of Christ so they can know who he is and grow closer in their walk. Now, I do want to talk with parents right now. Fathers, we have a big responsibility. The Bible talks about how we need to be the spiritual leaders in the household. Those same stats that I read, it also said 80% of those who fathers are devoted to Christ, more than likely the family will follow suit. Now, I'm, I'm not, I know some people aren't blessed to have fathers in their life. Some lost maybe both, fathers and mothers. But what I really want to point across for parents, we need to be those spiritual leadership for, for this, our kids in this generation. Church, we need to show this generation who Christ is. It's very important. So in conclusion, are we living every day for Christ? And are we being that reflection of Christ? I don't know your guys' heart. I know God does. I don't know where you are in your walk, but God does. Life is hard. In fact, this week, I had a really bad week. And I talked to several people today about it is, I've been having this trouble with my ear. And it was really, you know, it pops, and I was really nervous to come up here because if it popped during this, it made it hard to talk and everything. But I want to praise God right now because it didn't do it today. God gave me strength. Because you see, if we don't call out to him, if we don't call for prayer, then how is it going to be answered? We need to go to him. We need to tell this generation that there's a Savior who died on the cross 
There's a God with arms wide open that loves them and wants to love them and wants to have a relationship with them. But we need to be that reflection of Christ because God can use us as that tool. Ultimately, yeah, it's going to be God and the Holy Spirit who will nudge their hearts. But God can use us. And one thing I want to say before we close, and it's very important, we can say, how can we raise up this generation? But it's not us. It's God. God has to be at the center of it. Because if God is not at the center of it, it's not going to work. So we need to rely on God for him, for him to give us the strength. So I just want to leave you with this. I'll say it one more time. Think about this. And as we pray, just meditate where you are in your heart and in your life. Are we living every day for Christ? And are we being a reflection of Christ?